eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nelson, we have a podcast. Diving, diving deep. Diving deep into all things Texas. Both on and off the field. Here's Sean Pendergast and Pro Football Hall of Famer, the General, Sean McClain. Welcome, welcome to Utopia. Texans injuries um, as the Texans continue to lick their wounds from the 31-20 uh, a loss to the Colts on Sunday at NRG Stadium. There's a new injury to add to the list, which we'll get to in a second. But, John, I guess just to one injury that has everybody talking, or I guess maybe the one word that has everybody talking, post-Amico Ryan's press conference from Monday, the very first question was about Laramie Tunsil possibly coming back this week. And he said, we'll see how Laramie Tunsil's knees feel, plural. Do you think that's just a case of D'Amico Ryan's misspeaking, or do you think it's a multiple knee thing going on with Laramie Tunsil? Or he could just have sore knees, which is not good for this time of year. One could be worse than the other. One could have kept him out of the game against the Colts while the other one is bothering him. So I don't have any idea. D'Amico will never tell us anything about injury, so we'll have to wait till the midweek injury report comes out and see if it says knee or knees. You don't think if somebody asked him on Wednesday, is it, you said knees or, or does Laramie have multiple knee issues going on that he wouldn't say yes or no to that, that he wouldn't just say, I, I, I meant knee. You, you, you don't think he'd answer that, huh? I'll ask him that. And I, but when he asked, when he's asked about guys injures, he said, he's okay. This, he won't address anything specifically. So I'll ask him, I think it'll, I'll be surprised if he says, no, it's just one knee. Okay, gotcha. Um, so the the injury that got added to the report this week, or got the injury that there's no report yet. There will be a report tomorrow, but the one I'm guessing we expect to see: Tavier Thomas, slot corner. He's played some good football for the Texans the last few years. Of course, they cut Des King, and Tavier Thomas has been the starting slot corner this year so far. Um, I guess a broken hand now, John. Is that right, Tavier Thomas? A broken hand. Tavier's got a got a broken hand. I don't know if he can play with a club. You know, we thought that Lar- that uh, Titus Howard might be able to. He didn't, and they put him on injured reserve. Thomas has been really good in the slot last year. And if he can't play, 
Do they move Jimmy Ward if Jimmy Ward can play? Ward's missed both of the first both of the first games with a hip injury, and we don't know how bad his hip injury is. But if he comes back, will they move him to the slot where he played last year for D'Amico Ryan's with the 49ers? Played really well. Didn't like it. You know, he likes playing back, playing safety where they're interchangeable, but they might be desperate enough to do it. But right now they're also missing Jalen Petrie and uh, Eric Murray left that game with a shoulder injury. So besides the offensive line, they got big problems in safety. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I guess, I'm guessing Jimmy Ward's going to do whatever's best for the team. He's been vocal about not liking it, as you pointed out. I know he was on with John and Landry on In the Loop during training camp. And he was very vocal about the fact that he hoped that the roster that got handed out at training camp said an S next to his name, not an S and a slash cornerback next to his name. Um, Tavier Thomas playing with a club is an interesting one. It would seem to me it would make it awfully hard to intercept passes. And yet, um, Tavier Thomas with a club on his hand playing slot corner. Could you envision something like that, John? Do you, I do don't you, know. It depends on if, if the if, when we talk about a broken hand, it can be a slight fracture. It can be yeah. a big fracture. It could be dislocated, but it also could just be a slight fracture where you could fix him up and he could knock down passes. But yeah. I'm guessing he's going to be out too. They got issues in the secondary. They got issues in their front seven. It's got nothing to do with injuries. It's got to do with poor play. Yeah. Can you remember a team being this banged up this early in the season that you covered, John? Never. Never a team that has the injuries they have in the offensive line. And, you know, Sean, when you say, okay, they were missing four starters, well, if you think about it, some of those starters they're missing should be backups. They're replacing other starters. I've never seen anything like that. And now to not have three safeties possibly for this game coming up at Jacksonville, that's that's going to be – I'm not saying – yeah, I'm catastrophic. You got a profit yeah. passer and Trevor Lawrence looking to bounce back from a mediocre performance, and he might pick him apart, especially if they can't do a better job of getting heat on him they did than they did on Anthony Richardson and Gardner Minshew. Of course, the third safety you're talking about is Eric Murray, whose name we haven't mentioned yet, but he left the game on Sunday with a concussion. So, yeah, Petrie, Ward, Murray. As of right now, we'll learn more tomorrow about what the status is of these of these guys. But this this will be a very highly anticipated injury report tomorrow, John. Maybe one of the most highly anticipated injury reports of all time for the Houston Texans tomorrow. Um, you know the Jacksonville Jaguars will be keeping a close eye on that too. For sure. Uh, Monday Night Football last night, John. We had the doubleheader. Uh, the, we had the, the Saints and the Panthers in the earlier kickoff. And then we had the, the uh, Browns at the Steelers in the – Second game, the games kind of overlap for a couple hours. And so you get two games going at the same time. But these are two games, John, that have probably about as tight a tie in with the Texans as you can have in a primetime football game without having an AFC South team in in this, in participating in the game. Um, we'll start with New Orleans and Carolina, where Bryce Young is struggling big time right now, John. Lost to the Falcons by a couple touchdowns the first week lost to the Saints at home last night where they they kind of had that buzz going like the Texans did for the Colts game on Sunday. You know, everybody climbing on board with that young rookie quarterback, and it's a new era of football. And um, and it was 2017 was the final score, but the game, I never really felt like the Panthers were ever threatening. Bryce Young is averaging just barely over four yards per attempt right now. 
he is really, really struggling right now, John. Two games in, I feel like the Texans dodged a bullet. I'm Team Stroud. I think right now, anybody who has watched Stroud in these first two games, and I wrote a column that's on SportsRadio610.com about this, know that they've got their franchise quarterback. It's just two games, but it has a lot more to do than the games. It has to do with behind the scenes, the way he is, the pressure he's under, not just because he's second overall pick, but because of the offensive line he's playing behind. And uh, everything about Stroud I've been impressed with. And I watched the games last night because the Texans play all four teams. And I watched the Astros periodically. If I'd had a setup, media setup like you with a wall, I could have watched all three at the same time. So I did get uh, – uh, the Astros made me want to throw up, mm-hmm. and those other games made me want to fall asleep. I wanted to see Watson. Watson, boy, you talk about struggling. He's struggling too. Two face mask penalties. When's the last time you see a quarterback get a face mask penalty? Much less two, and not to mention he pushed an official, So and he didn't play well. Other than that, everything's fine with Watson, who won't have Nick Chubb behind him for the rest of the season. So Bryce Young – did not look impressive. And I thought it was very interesting. A couple of times they showed the him walking up to the huddle and the camera was on the ground. And that just exacerbates how small he is. It's almost <laughs> like he was going to get lost when he walked up to the line of scrimmage. And, and I'm sure that he'll end up doing very well. Two games is not a barometer for a career, of course, but right now I'll guarantee you that uh, the Texans are glad they beat the Colts last year and didn't get the first pick and were tempted to take him over Stroud because Stroud has been terrific. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Stroud's been terrific. Stroud's been better than Deshaun Watson, too, John. Like, it's one of those things, like, you you look, I, I was looking at this before the podcast, just to circle over to the Steelers and Browns game. And I disagree with you in that I it wasn't, I don't know how you phrased it, the you know the, it, it was an ugly game, but I found it to be very compelling television. The Browns and the Steelers game, you know what I mean. I was interested in that game. It was ugly to watch. There wasn't a lot of great offense in that game, but those are two teams that hate each other. The nation, I don't think, is all that fond of Deshaun Watson, and he was failing miserably. So I found it to be really riveting television. I kind of went through John. Like I don't know that there's a single team that was in on Deshaun Watson throughout that process a year ago that isn't in a situation now with their quarterback where they're just either way better off or just, you know, in kind of a, a, a beginning of a rebuild situation where they're like, no, we're good. We'd rather have Bryce Young than, than Deshaun Watson, you know, on a rookie contract. The Texans much rather probably have C.J. Stroud now than, than Deshaun Watson, I would say. Two of the teams, John, that were in on Deshaun Watson early on Philadelphia, who Deshaun nixed the trade to, and Miami, who nixed the trade themselves because Deshaun wouldn't settle his lawsuits, they have the number one and two guys on the odds board for the MVP in the league right now. Those are two teams, John, the Eagles and the Dolphins, that wanted to replace Hertz and Tunga Vailoa with Deshaun Watson, who might be the worst. He's certainly the most overpaid quarterback in the league right now. 
and they've got the top two MVP candidates. I mean, it just it really goes to show you how inexact this science is at the quarterback position. You know what they say, sometimes the best deals are the ones you do not make. I and, mean, yeah. Uh, I'm sure both those teams are like, my God, thank God we didn't make those that trade for Watson. And Deshaun may end up having a great career, but in his first two games when he's had an offseason to get ready, he has not looked like the Watson we saw in 2020 who had 4,800 yards and over 30 touchdown passes and a rating number one or two in the league. I can't remember. He is not the same quarterback. And when I watched those games last night, which I thought were incredibly boring offense, I kept thinking, what in the world are the Texans' offensive tackles going to have to do when they play against Watt and yeah. Smith? They're yeah. going to get destroyed. Yeah, I tried to bury my head in the sand on that. I didn't want to think about that. I was having too much fun watching them destroy Deshaun Watson to spoil what was a fun <laughs> Monday evening. So I didn't. I, I I chose to wait till Tuesday morning to have people remind me of that. John, you mentioned my setup. It's right right behind me here. If you're watching on video, with very the impressive. Two small TVs. Well, I was going to ask you how would you how would you position the three games last night on these three TVs right here? What would you do? How would you have put them? What would you have put on the big screen? When they were all on at the same time, I would add the Astros on the big one, and then yeah. I would add Young and Watson on the ones at the top. Because if you had the, the football games on the bottom one, I probably would have fallen asleep. Yeah, that's what I, that's how I had it. By the way, John, I had the baseball game on the big one, and then the the two football games up top. And I, yeah, John, I'm, I, I can't get with you on the boring part for the Browns and Steelers game. I don't know how you like, like that's the, the game was always close and Deshaun's out there getting destroyed. How do you get bored by something like that, John? I want a little better offense. I got tired of all the great defense. Okay. Do you, you like the Monday night? Do what? Do you like the Monday night doubleheader the way they did it with the stacked, the two games kind of stacked the way they had it? They're doing it again. And, uh, I uh, don't won't have as much interest in that one as this. You know, I'll flip back and forth. You know, the Astros are going to be playing a, let's see, I don't know if they're off on Monday because after the Orioles, they have the Royals. And then uh, and they may be off before they go, go to Seattle for three games. But I think because of the playoff race, I would have the Astros. I'm going to be watching the Astros and something. Yeah. But uh, I've looked at the ones for Monday, and they just don't float my boat like these did. Yeah, these were good ones. And the Texans play all four of these teams that played in these games last night. So there's, you know, you're doing a little scouting as well, I suppose. 